What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Respawn Pod. It's Jordan here, and I have another guest on today, man. The man's name is Zach Barber. Um, he has a podcast as well called Rice Cakes and Pears. I have the honor of being a guest on there, and he's here with me today. What's going on, Zach? How you doing, man? Bro, I'm doing good. How about you? Solid, man. It's been a good Friday so far. Got up, hit the gym like I needed to, and then, again, my goal is getting more consistent with these podcasts, so I'm glad to be doing it here with you today. Dude, let's go. What Do you get up every morning to work out? What time do you get up? It, it, it varies. Um, usually, my girlfriend gets up. She has to work at 8. Uh, she just has meetings right before, so I try to get up at that point, man, but depending on what time it is, especially with me like working the afternoon night shift, um, I might sleep in a couple hours here and there. <laughs> so I, I need to get more consistent with that. Most of the time, I'm, I'm up at about 8.30 and then trying to get to the gym about 9.30. I've the latest at like 10. And then if I don't get there after I get off work, I hit the gym. Dude, that's solid consistency. That's the biggest thing, man. That's <laughs> the biggest thing. Um, man, so I, what I wanted to do is definitely talk about your podcast because it has a, life to, a lot to do with your life situations. Um, I know that you have a condition called EOE. Yeah. Yeah. So EOE stands for eosinophilic esophagitis. So basically my white blood cells mistake food as a germ or in other words my white blood cells are a bunch of idiots and they just mm. attack my body man so, that's, yeah. so autoimmune right is that, that what you call that yeah means? yeah it's like they say it's not autoimmune but it's totally autoimmune so i don't really know <laughs> man and then you found that out was it 12 years ago yeah so it was when i was 12 years old wow well, i guess that would be about 12 years ago yeah Man, that's crazy. I mean, can you remember what your life was like before you found out you had it? Yeah. So, I mean, things are pretty normal. Like I did have a few, like this disease is almost like an allergy type thing, but growing up, like I could eat everything. Like I'd maybe get an itchy throat with a carrot or whatever, but for the most part, like things were all good before. And so walk me through like what was the moment that you found out that something was up yeah dude so i i mean like i said i was just normal kid doing doing life going to school i was swimming at the time and i actually had swimmers here because i was in the pool every day i was a competitive swimmer <clears throat> and i went to the doctor for swimmers here and about a week prior to that i was just throwing up a ton and my mom thought i had the stomach bug and basically i go to the doctor they check me for swimmers here, but once they check my weight, they're like, Hey, Zach has lost a lot of weight. Like this is more concerning than the swimmers here. We can fix that up. No problem. So they, they encouraged me to go see a gastroenterologist like right away. Mm -hmm. That's crazy, man. So obviously if you, at that point, you guys found out something was up, they diagnosed yeah. you. And is this where the rice cakes and pears kind of falls into play? Yeah. So the rice cakes and pears, happened about three years later so from 12 to 15 i got this diagnosis i was like okay i'm just a kid like i don't understand what's going on and so the symptoms of this disease basically you throw up you get terrible stomach pain after you eat and then malnourishment just kind of comes along with that because mm -hmm. you're not tolerating anything so for like three years 12 to 15 i'm trying different meds trying different diets restricting trying the gluten-free whatever and like nothing worked so about 15 years old, started high school and I was just ill. Like everything I ate, I threw up. My doctor was like, Zach, we got to put you on a medical formula diet. It's like the most hypoallergenic 
nastiest nutrition protein shake you can imagine, like overly oh, sweet man. vanilla. <laughs> I believe yeah. that. <laughs> I'm sure you've had some gross protein yeah, shakes. Yeah, man. Definitely, man. <laughs> That's really got to suck trying to like adjust to that. And like high school is such a pivotal point in most of our lives. You know, you, you're getting those first like feelings of like who you are around a whole bunch of new people. So I can imagine like dealing with a, a now chronic condition that you're probably going to have to deal with for the rest of your life. And then again, either A, just again, this is just me speaking for myself. I don't know yeah. what it would be like, you know, having to make new friends, tell them about this and see how they accept it. I mean, it's a completely different thing. Oh yeah, dude. So like I was like flipping out cause the doctor's like, all right, we're going to take you off all food for three months. We're going to put you on this formula diet, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And basically I'm like, are you serious? Like I was pissed. And I, like you said, like I was trying to fit in, like I'm in high school and now I have to be the weirdo who can't eat. Like, of course, right. high school, you're trying to fit in. Right. And so for those three months, like I was just drinking formula. And after those three months, my doctor was like, okay, let's, let's introduce those foods slowly. So the idea was like, if my body calmed down, cause it was so inflamed for those three years, we're going to calm it down. And after that, if things look good, you look healthy, we're going to reintroduce foods almost like a baby, like one food at a time, see how it goes. Wow. So the rice and pears that came into play like throughout the, the next eight years. So from age 15 to 23, all I could get back into my diet was rice and it had to be canned pears, which is really weird, oh, or like man. a pear cup. I couldn't just have a raw pear because I'd react. And that's all I could tolerate. Everything else that I tried, I would get sick. So it's crazy. Man, that sounds crazy. Um, <laughs> but I mean, look at you, man. Here you are, um, still living it up. Um, I see that you still swim. Um, again, I've been listening to a couple of your podcast episodes, man. Really, really insightful stuff. Even the episodes that you have by yourself. Um, I was. Dude, thanks. Yeah, man, I was listening to one and it was talking about never regret trying. And I think that's like a really big thing, um, especially in my life, man. I, I, again, this podcast stuff, I just love having great conversations. And I'm sure plenty of people want to start up, but there's always that fear of trying and I think failing. And when I was listening to your podcast, that, that particular episode, um, you're talking about how you apply for a major, um, things didn't go out didn't work the way you wanted them to. Um, you were actually in Texas swim coaching at the time and there was a big competition there and you just needed some time to like um, go away and meditate. And that, man, I think meditation for anybody listening, you should try. So just oh, wanted yeah. to talk a little bit about that, man. What what does that do for you every time you like can step away and just be with your thoughts? Yeah, dude, it's it's like on top of this this disease that I have, I've I've been th through some trauma, and I know you've you've been through health. I mean, when you came on my podcast, you shared your crazy story, which I'm sure you've talked about. Oh, but, for sure. dude, the mental the mental side when you've been through trauma or, or something really difficult, it's like it it affects you almost more than like my physical disease. And so mm -hmm. the meditation, it's so important for me. Like I remember at that swim meet like my body would start to shut down or I'd get overstimulated. And like, if I hadn't gone into my hotel room and just like literally closed my eyes and listened to a sound bath, like sound bath. Yeah, yeah dude. Do you know what a sound bath is? I actually, you were the first person that brought it up. I'm definitely going to look it up on YouTube and um, use it. I, uh, so I've been in a lot of this app called 10% and kind of oh. does the same thing. Um, quiets everything down, but a sound bath sounds nice. Yeah, dude, the sound bath, it's like, it has like a bunch of crystals and like little 
I, I don't even know how to describe it. Just ambient noises that just sure. like calm you down. Um, so, I think another thing, ASMR, is that what it's called? Kind yeah. Of like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd say very similar. It's just like uh, noises that are almost soothing to your ears. That's cool. I'm going to definitely look into that. Um, real quick, what part of Texas are you uh, from? So I'm from Dallas, Texas, but okay. just, just north, a city called McKinney. McKinney. Cool. We've actually, it's funny, um, my girlfriend and I, <laughs> literally today, we're just looking at Airbnbs. Her favorite place in Texas is Austin. So, oh, yeah. classic. Yep. I think in, in April, we're going to go uh, check out Austin, see what it's like down there. Dude, Austin is my favorite city by far. It's such a cool college town. Oh, man. So you're going to have to give up some recommendations, man. Um, Dude, I, there's I so know. many good places to eat, too. Yeah, that's what I hear. She's a big <laughs> fan of uh, Rudy's. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Rudy's yeah, is man. great. Yeah, some of her favorite breakfast uh, tacos come from there. Yeah, breakfast. I was going to say that. That's like the, the place to go for breakfast tacos. That's dope, man. Definitely going to check that out. Um, obviously, after we get done, I'm definitely going to get some more recommendations <laughs> out of you. Yeah, um, for sure. Another thing that I wanted to talk about is your love of music, man. Um, obviously, I'm always like peeping the the feed, and <laughs> one of your posts had Mac Miller in the background. And man, I'm such a fan of that guy. Uh, rest in peace. But rest in he, peace. He um is such a in lack of, for lack of a better word genre bending artist, man. Like there's some songs that he has. Obviously he's rapping, but like the songs he samples from are from like Empire of the Sun, who is like an out there alternative band from like yeah. Australia. You know what I mean? So like uh just wanted to get your take on music and how impactful that is on your life as well. Dude, it's so impactful. So do you listen to Spotify or are you have Apple Music? I'm a, okay, so here's the thing. I'm a Spotify guy <laughs> for sure, man. Spotify yeah, yeah. too. Just the platform's great. Um after the injury and everything, after I got out of the hospital, I did get uh, an iPod or an, an iPod. I got a, <laughs> uh, an, an iPhone and I've always been like this joy guy for the longest time. So I got introduced to Apple Music. I like the, the platform, but again, I think Spotify is better for me. Dude, same. So with Spotify at the end of the year, it gives you like your, your yearly Year breakdown. Right. <laughs> and it said I was in the 1% of listeners to Mac Miller. So like wow. when I say I like Mac Miller, I'm like, I listen to him every day. And I think the reason he's impacted me so much, one, I like you said, like it's genre bending what he's what he was able to do. And it's interesting, like when you listen to like his, his music when it first came out, it was almost like people would describe it as like frat rap, like right. kind of like upbeat, sure, whatever, girls, drugs, which yep. is like fun to listen to. And right. then over time, like he really struggled with depression, mental health. And I mean, during this time, like 2014, he came out with like a, a cool album, 2015, whatever. I was going through that, that mental struggle. And so sure. like his music, like each album, it like, went in a different direction and it makes it so easy to listen to him. <laughs> I listen to him every day just because all of his music is so different mm -hmm. and it's, it's so refreshing because he, he takes risks and he, he would try different sounds and man, I just, I also love the way he tells stories. Mm -hmm. I really resonate with that. Like there's some rappers who are like, like the beats dope, but like what there's no substance. Exactly. Yeah, for sure, man. I honestly, I completely agree. And the person that does that for me is uh, Childish Gambino, man. Big fan. Oh, of his. dude. Oh yeah, he's man. Uh, especially with like his old stuff. Um, like one of his first like mixtapes was like Cul de Sac, and you know he talks about he, who he is in like a society. Um, and like you talk about trying to fit in somewhere. Um, 
man, you talk about being like a, a black kid in pretty much a predominantly like white school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, some of the things you hear, like um, one of the things he said was, uh, I'm too white for the black kids, too black for the white kids. I'm like, dang, man, that's, that hits home, man. You know, you, as much as you don't want that thing to play in your life, it does. It's evident, you know. Um, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of people don't know, you know, all they know is what either their parents teach them or what their environment teaches them. And then when you get into a whole new environment, especially at that age, man, your mind still has so much time to develop. So like you said, like people like Mac Miller, like Childish Gambino, taking those risks at the ages that they were at, man, is, is next level. And then you go back and listen to it at this age, you're like, damn, man, these guys were just fucking speaking some knowledge and I didn't even yeah. know. Yeah, dude. It's like when you look back, like at the time, like, wow, this is a sick song. And then now like that I'm older, I'm like, wow, this is like therapeutic. <laughs> yeah, man. I think that's really cool. Um, back to your podcast, man. Again, like I enjoy episodes where you're talking by yourself and you even said it again in the one where it's, you know, don't regret trying. Yeah. And you were talking about how hard it is to get guests. But when you do have guests on, um, I always think they're great conversations. What do you get out of having conversations with people who either A, go through like traumatic situations like the one in hours or like B, people who are just trying to live life. Like, what do you get out of that? Dude, I love it. Like if, if anything, like this podcast has like opened my eyes to so many unique perspectives. Hmm. Like my most recent guest had Hal Walker. He is facing like this mystery illness where it's called MECFS, chronic fatigue syndrome. And he's just like been bedridden. Mm. So like be, being able to listen to his story just like brings me perspective. It helps me be more grateful about my situation as well. And then I also just hearing like people of different maybe political beliefs or, or different stances. Like I, I had someone with uh, who went to a Black Lives Matter protest and that was very insightful for me as a white person to like understand the perspective and learn. I, I just think this podcast has helped me maintain an open mind and open perspective and not almost put the blinders on to what like I grew up with. Sure, man. I think that's a big thing, especially now. I mean, you, like you said, uh, the climate has changed and yeah, it's, it's really hard. I think obviously you're easy to talk to, but there are some people who have these feelings and perspectives that they want to bring to the table, but they're so afraid about what's going to happen or, you know, you can't even ha- have the conversation. It's so tribal these days too. Obviously like, Oh yeah. Yeah, man. Like um, you talk about a, a black lives matter protest and some people might just turn the other way as soon as they hear that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And again, I think it's important um, that you that we are having conversations like that because I would much rather have a conversation with somebody on the other side of the fence and let's try to meet in the middle before things get so bad to where there isn't where there's such a big fence that there's no way that you can talk to the next person. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude, it's insane. Like I, I don't know. I mean, there's always been tribes, but like I just feel like it's gotten so toxic. Like yeah. Like, I know, like, politics aside, like, just whatever you're into, like, people are, like, almost against each other if they find out you have a different opinion. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. And that, I think that's such a hard thing to deal with, man. Like, there's plenty of things that – or plenty of, plenty of friends that I have that I do not agree with the, some of the things they say. Yeah. Now, there's a difference <laughs> between, like, your thought process and your opinions and the character of the person that you are. So I'm, I'm always kind of somebody that looks for the good in everybody. 
Um, obviously, if I have to dig deeper, that would, <laughs> you know, just determine our relationship as friends. But I'm always willing to have an open mind. I think that's cool that you have this podcast that allows you to do that. Hopefully, like, as I get more consistent, I'll be able to talk to more people and, and get the same out of it, man. I think that's awesome. Dude, thanks. And I think you will, dude. You, you've you've been through a lot. And I think you, you have the right mindset. I appreciate that. Um, let's talk about swimming real fast, man. Yeah. So you've been swimming pretty much all your life, it seems. Um, what are your favorite events to swim in? And then what are your favorite events to coach? Because they could be two different things. Dude, that, that's a great question. So growing up, I was the 100 breaststroke and 200 IM were my events. Okay, cool. So the 200 IM, uh, if maybe the listeners don't know, it's, it's the, I like this event a lot cause it's every stroke in one event. So it's mm. a little bit of everything. The race can change at any point depending on what you specialize in. So it's really exciting. As far as like coaching, I would say it's, it's almost similar. Like I, I find that I can coach breaststroke. I can teach breaststroke that comes naturally to me. Sure. But I'm kind of growing it in, in, into liking to coach distance events, like the mile, the 500, whatever it may be. <sighs> it's almost like a true test of like whether you've put in the work, because if it's a 50 free, it's just two laps or a hundred. Like you can slack off and practice and still like hit your best time. Right, but like if, yeah, if you're going to do a long distance event, like it's going to show in your race. So that's right. kind of been fun to do. Man, I think that's cool that you say that because even like myself as like a personal trainer, somebody who's really yeah. big into the fitness, like when you first start there, you know, for me at least, I don't want to say that I was a bro, but I kind of lifted like one <laughs> as I started out, you know, and that, that was the inexperience, you know. It's not all about like lifting as much as you can or always going for a run, run, one rep max, but yeah. The more that I'm into this, the more I can appreciate somebody who literally takes the time, works on their technique. And then when you get up to that point, you really see where the work comes in. And I mean, I can't imagine doing a mile of swimming, man. I, I can't even, I can't last with like two laps. And again, I think <laughs> I appreciate watching swimmers because that's, it. again, you, you, like you said, your shorter events, definitely you have a burst, but there is a lot of focus that has to be maintained, not only like as somebody's moving their body, but you are in water. So if you're not getting the right breath, um, things can go bad for you quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's all about the dude. technique is so important. I think, I mean, you're, as a personal trainer, as a coach, like any sort of coach, like you start to realize like you have to have good technique, like sure. that needs to come first. Sure. Technique and consistency, man, because there's no way that any, like you said, any good swimmer probably couldn't get in the water and just do a, a mile without any practice at all. Like yeah. that, that, that crap catches up quick. <laughs> um, shifting gears a little bit, man. So obviously you got swimming that you do, you coach, um, you, you have your podcast that you do, um, then you have music. What else do you do um, in your free time? Yeah, bro. So I, um, right now it's just, podcast like i've been really grinded on that i'm in it for the long run i think uh well i don't think like i want to do this long term so sure i'm just trying to stay consistent and then i'm going to school right now at utah valley university i'm not really sure what i want to major in maybe something marketing something tech just trying to figure that out right now um other than that like just being a swim coach, like that kind of takes up my time. I also do private lessons with uh, little homeschooled kids for swimming. So that's oh, been kind of fun. Yeah, it's been good. That's really cool. Um, you know, man, I, 
I go back and forth on my college experience. <laughs> Overall, it was very positive. Um, I started off thinking I knew what I wanted to do. And then as I'm going through these classes, as they get harder, as I'm like thinking about like, man, what is the, the, the point of me doing this? Yeah. Uh, I began to wander around. And so I think one of the coolest things of me wandering around is like coming across some really cool classes. Like one of my favorite series of classes I took was African history and just the people that were in the class. You had people from all over the continent who were there. You had somebody who was South African and they would bring up some really like interesting topics. And again, like you talk about perspective, like I think going to college is good if you have the means to um, afford it. And that's the hardest part though. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) crap's expensive. And me, me, myself, like I'm going back to nursing school um, or I'm starting nursing school in May. And so it's like making sure I have my, you know, head down and like knowing what I'm focusing on that way when I get done I'm good but man in your situation like I 100% like yes feel it out if you have the means to feel it out figure out what you want to do I think marketing would be great especially if you're in the the podcasting game for a long time you got to figure out how to reach out to people and that's always an art form that you have to learn and everybody has their own different ways of learning I think when it comes to college for me like giving you the means to figure out what resources you need to make things easier for you is the most important thing that I took away from it. So I hope you get the same thing out of it, man. Dude, thanks. I will say um, FAFSA when you're married is like a game changer. Really? (laughs) Yeah, dude. So the, like this semester I only had to pay 300 bucks. Like it covers so much. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah, You know, I think, I think in America, like they, they prefer you to be married. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got some fast stuff I need to work on too. Um, as we get closer to the time where I have to turn in my application and everything. Um, yeah, man, it seems like you have a lot going for you. And like I said, I enjoy listening to your stuff. Um, I think you're an awesome guy. Um, hopefully here soon. The last time I was in Utah, man, I went to Zion and that was probably one of the greatest experiences that I've had in nature. Oh man. I mean, I just remember going there and, um, I don't know if we talked about this on my, on the last one, but, um, while I was there, man, you, I'm a big space nerd, love being out, (laughs) like just the vastness of everything, right. Kind of makes you feel like there's something out there that's bigger than you, but not only that, like you're connected to everything here, you know? Right. Um, it's, it's a peaceful feeling. And that was the first time I actually got to look up in the sky, um, and just see the galaxy. Like I was like, this is nuts. Dude. Yeah, dude. In Zion or or down in that area, like the stars are insane. Yeah, man. So I would, you know, if, if I'm out that way, I'm definitely heading over there and might have to hit you up, man. We might have to just meet up in Zion. Bro, I'd be so down. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Um, man, again, I appreciate you coming on, man. It, you are a cool ass dude and uh i can't wait to do more of these man hopefully we can meet back up sometime and throw another episode or two down dude for sure i i super appreciate you like having me on that this is like rare for me i don't really get on anyone else's podcast so i'm honored well good man i'm glad i can put you down as a, another guest on the episode um yeah. all right guys that's it for another episode of the Respawn Pod. This series is the study break again, taking some time, getting my head out of the books and talking to another good soul. Um, you guys take care. GG's. And I will talk to you guys later. <laughs>